The podcast you are listening to is part of the Between the Lines Studios Network. To find more great podcasts, please visit www.betweenthelinestudios.com. Welcome to the Elementary Podcast, the podcast where we talk about CBS's Elementary. I'm Tabs. And I'm Naomi. And today we're talking about The Deductionist. And in this episode, Sherlock pursues Martin Ennis, an unpredictable criminal, before he strikes again. Meanwhile, Watson faces eviction from her apartment. Terry McKinney guest stars as Martin Ennis, a notorious criminal, and Carrie Matchett guest stars as Catherine Drummond, a famed FBI profiler. So first off, I want to say the profiler angle was hilarious (laughs) (laughs) it was a nice way to reveal more about um sherlock's character and backstory and and a bit about his past and -hmm. and the fact that he actually does care about the the demons that he struggles with yeah yeah it it was it was surprising and not surprising but it was a, a nice surprise i guess um how much what she said affected him uh, and I think he played it off really well the way, you mm-hmm. know, because it wasn't like this giant crisis moment, but you could tell it was really bothering him. And then, you know, um, in a kind of like, I'm just, I'm trying to make this not bother me, but it does bother me. <laughs> yeah. It's th- those, those negative things that people say about you tend to stick, mm-hmm. even, even if you know that they're sort of patently false, right. they still just tend to, to burrow into the back of your mind and stay there. Yeah. And I like that I like that Sherlock has all of this back history too with obviously he's been solving crime for a while but he has all these relationships and people that he's met and things that he knows and I like that they're playing that rather than um you know every everybody's new to him I like that they're bringing in mm-hmm. older people because obviously a big part of the show is his history and what happened in the past but it's not just about Irene it's kind of everything uh, and this this bad guy this week creepy. Oh, very creepy. So very, very creepy. Very, I, I think that this was the the beginning of this was sort of the most um, skeeved out I've ever been over one of the episodes. Mm. But I'm in the hospital. I, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm needle phobic anyway. So that yeah. I just knew that things it, it wouldn't be good yeah. as soon as we got in there and there was that first shot of the scalpels. I'm like, oh, I need to just. I, I need to just cover up my my head and not look at this for, okay. until I, I can hear that the scene has changed. Yeah. This is super violent. Like for CBS, this is a super violent <laughs> opening. Yep. Uh, I do love before before that though. We have the strippers that are stealing yes. and robbing from people. I like that because um, at first I'm like, oh guys, I get it. Sherlock Holmes has sex with prostitutes, like. <laughs> We got it. Yeah, I got that. But I like that it was because he was trying to catch them. And I like the fact that he has to keep the handcuffs. Right. Yes, that was cute. <laughs> I just like how how superior they look for most of that. You know, over robbing you part, uh, and then you know how angry they look afterwards. <laughs> oh, so it was a nice sort of you know counterpoint to the the gore that came after it. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're going to make you laugh, and then we're going to disgust you forever. 
terrify you. Um, but yeah, super creepy guy. And just the fact that, you know, he, I think that was a good, a good choice on the storytellers to, to kill people that were obviously not any threat to him. Cause you know, he goes mm-hmm. through all that thing and he kills people that attack him. But then there's those two, um, doctors or nurses like hanging out and he's just like, like obviously terrified, will not do anything to him and he kills him. Like that's a good setup for how awful this man is and what, you know, raise the stakes. I mean, to, to show that it just truly on a different level than any of the other murderers that we've seen. Yeah. And then, you know, we get, we get introduced to the profiler. And- Which I, my, I'm, I'm not, I don't watch it a lot, but my mom is big into covert affairs. Mm. And I know the actress has a rather, she, she's not one of the, like the main character, but she has a rather substantial role in that, I believe. I think you're right. And so I, I kept, I'm like, wait, I don't know. I don't know what her character's name is, but. This isn't the right setting. I'm not supposed to be seeing her here. <laughs> yeah, we had two guest stars of some import in this one, which is cool. And honestly, I don't know what either of them do. But, <laughs> but it was fun. I mean, it was fun. It was a fun, it was a fun dark episode. Uh, but I, I was kind of hoping that there'd be more tension between Watson and the profiler. Well, Watson was busy with her own problems. Yeah, poor Watson. Um, poor poor Watson her home was violated her home was so violated and her spatula uh, yeah. and toothbrush and toothbrush oh my gosh <laughs> I think that would have skewed me out the, like I would have punched the guy in the face <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah so Watson has her own apartment that she's been keeping and finds out that um, she's being evicted because there's a there's a porno shot there <laughs> by the person who was subletting um, and I like that, that whole mystery was set up so nicely because you get the, from the beginning, you get the clues, like the radiator and, and, and she solved it completely on her own. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- there was the fact of, you know, Sherlock pointing out continuity errors, right. but she caught that one yeah. and she, fig- and she tracked down the actors and figured out the motive and, and got the evidence she needed mm-hmm. and solved it completely on her own. Yeah. I was like, yay. There we go. Yeah, it's a it's a cool it's a cool idea to have her move into this this investigator role as a show because you know Watson is traditionally as a character has just been a helper you know and he just kind of tags along because he likes adventure and there's not like a purpose like there's no oh yes I'm going to become a detective too it's just more like oh I love I love working with Holmes and let me help him out so I kind of like I kind of like where they're going with that character uh, and i like the twist in this one i again i, I keep saying this but i kept thinking oh there's no twist oh it's just gonna be he's awful and horrible person um but then you find out that his sister's a horrible person too yeah. well i mean and here we can get into the idea of you know is there a degree of evil and the fact that here's this man who is a serial killer and was getting off on the fear that he provoked and did this repeatedly and then here's a woman who has seen her parents wronged and wants revenge. Yeah. And yes, they both ended up killing someone, but is is one evil greater than the other? I just have to think that killing your own liver, right? That's, that's what you did, right? Kidney? Uh, kidneys. kidneys. Yeah, that's right. I like that's that's not revenge. That's like super psychotic revenge. <laughs> But it was a clever idea to, you know, it was the only way really to get him out. 
or to to bring the profiler into her circle because mm-hmm. how how else would she gain access to her right, right. yeah it was it was a nice it was a nice twist on a twist you know it, it was not something i was expecting even though they they mentioned it several times about the family i yeah i was kind of blindsided by that one but it also was great for the whole thing that Sherlock was struggling with was, you know, here he is thinking that her predictions are correct, you know, and he's kind of doomed and, in a way. And to a degree they were. Yeah, and to a degree they were, but now we have this reveal that, oh, she can also be wrong. And she was wrong. Yep. It kind of gives him closure and hope, which I I really like that parallel. You know, the story bringing out the character is always great We're in writing. But I kind of hope she's going to be back just so we can mess with her some more. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I like the thing where, where he finally just comes up. Yes, of course we had sex. <laughs> I was like, yes, of course, Sherlock. Yeah. You had sex. Yeah. We, we've come to expect nothing less. <laughs> I mean, that I wasn't asking. Mm-hmm. But yes, that's just, you have to put it out there. Right. Well, it's kind of an interesting, the whole profiler writing a piece about him is kind of an interesting um, play on his character, too, because he has such a big ego. So it's like, yes, she wrote about me. But then she wrote, you know, that he was self-destructing. So it's kind of conflicting, you know. Yeah. One of those things where you you don't want to be recognized for. Right. Didn't someone else recognize him as the person that she wrote about? Um, Yeah, when... Ennis calls on the phone right. to talk with Gregson, and he was on speakerphone, and all of a sudden Sherlock started talking. Oh, yes, so you're the one. Yeah. Recognized your accent. Right. Uh, crazy. I mean, he just, he played bad so well. It was, it lends credence to how creepy Ennis is. Yeah. And it's definitely a, a man who is intelligent and mm-hmm. had his, had his plan thought out and knew what his move was. It wasn't just someone who was a crime of passion or, you know, a one-off because they were threatened by something, but this was someone who truly was thinking about evil. And I think the last time we had someone like this was um, Adam right? from the the kidnappings. And I mean, that there is something just, oh, it makes your skin crawl when you see people who are that intelligent about being that bad. Yeah, and I think Adam was more of the strategic, like the strategic kind of person, and obviously very twisted. But he wasn't as he wasn't portrayed as as violent, you mm-hmm. know, because we didn't see that. And so now we have the violent smart guy, which is kind of creep. Both of them are creepy. Adam, you just like you don't want to be in the same room with him ever. I feel like I feel like you're going to uh, to kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna make you kill yourself <laughs> but yeah with with ennis i mean the the thing that really got me like i kind of the hospital scene was creepy but the when he's in the liquor store and he shoots that blonde girl mm-hmm. or has that blonde girl take his picture that was like oh my gosh this is this and, guy is insane well the, that was the the first person that he's come across that he didn't kill mm-hmm. and and i mean that was one of the things that that they were talking about the fact that it was playing against his type right. because that was it was the, the the skinny blondes that he that he had targeted before right. and so the fact that he particularly left this girl alive was so significant mm-hmm. yeah to 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 buck 
her profile of him. Yeah, that, I mean, like you said, that whole, that whole setup was so smart and so well done. You know, if it wasn't for a radio, radio tuning, <laughs> you might have gotten away with it. Yeah, but I just, I mean, the thing that maybe I'm not around enough janitors, mm-hmm. but the fact that they hung up on that phone call and Sherlock immediately just went around the corner and grabbed a, a, a radio mm-hmm. out of the cart. Right. And not, I mean, like, because there are, I, I have things that pick up radio, the FM tuners, mm-hmm. but they're digital. Mm-hmm. So the idea of having an old fashioned pull out the antenna and, and manually turn the dial yourself sort of radio. It's like, how many of those really are out there anymore? Right, right. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm out of touch with that section of culture, but you can buy cheap MP3 players no, not, not like ev- not everywhere in New York City. Come on, not if you're a janitor. <laughs> I mean, the, the the one that I got that is, you know, an official, like actual from the factory sort of thing that I got from Radio Shack was $20. I'm sure you could buy some sort of knockoff MP3 player with an FM tuner for five. Right. on any street corner in New York because this is New York City remember right. but yeah <laughs> I mean the, the idea of the the old tuning radio I mm-hmm. think would be more of a collector's item and something that was harder to find right yeah but um, that's just me overthinking things right. <laughs> uh but yeah I liked I liked that um besides the crazy direction I do like the show off between Drummond and Sherlock um, and the fact that his, his single stick skills come into play, uh, which is another, it was a nice nod to the original character who, who did single stick, um, as part of his, like when, when Watson sits down and, and writes out when he's trying to figure out in the first story, what Sherlock Holmes does, he writes down all of his abilities and single stick is on that list. So, um, see, and, and as a fencer, I, I just, I looked at that and I was like, that's sort of boring and stupid you're just standing there you're not moving and you're hitting each other in the head no you need to move you need to (laughs) to to think and try to outwit your opponent and and you know make your body say that you're going to do something else when really you're going that way Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah well Sherlock did fencing too so hopefully they bring that into play Ooh, that would be nice yeah um and I do like the whole um incapable of making friends is it was a big part of um sherlock the bbc one when when holmes tells watson that he doesn't have any friends and then later he goes i don't have friends i have a friend (laughs) and so that was a big moment in the bbc sherlock so i liked i like that it became something here because it's true it's it's true of the character no matter which incarnation he comes into he's he's fairly much a loner and watson is that one person that he can, can be a friend to Yep. I mean, he has, he has contacts and he has people that he knows and mm-hmm. can reach out to for various, you know, sources. Mm-hmm. But the idea of someone who's just, yeah, I don't have any particular niche that I need to fill, but I'm just here to hang out with you. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cause like in, in this one, you know, the, the next closest person you could find is Gregson and that's not a super tight relationship. Like, I mean, it's a good relationship, but it's not, it's not the same level of friendship that, that Watson has proven she is. I mean, the guy went, the guy went for how many episodes without talking to him? <laughs> Cause he was mad. But yeah. So it was a good episode. I really enjoyed it. And, 
Ennis was a great character and the twist was, was unexpected and fun. And I think um, because this was the episode that aired right after the Super Bowl, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think that this was definitely something that it is one of those episodes that you could use to introduce people to the series yeah, and really pull them in because it does have a great, it, it shows the range of emotion that Sherlock is going through without being super emotional on his part. Right. It does have, you know, the, the, the mystery is stepped up a little bit. Yeah, and, and, it's, it's easy and, to... and you have Joan being awesome on her own. Yeah. And I mean, it's... it's not anything loud and blatant, but she's just, yeah, I'm here, I'm subtle, and I'm awesome. Yeah. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah, because somebody was telling me that the first episode they watched was M, and I'm like, I don't know if that should be a good first episode to watch because your expectation is so high after watching that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't know, the, you know, if you didn't have the, the ongoing story, the lead up to that, I think you kind of miss some of the emotion um, but yeah, I think this would be a good episode because it has some of the traditional elements of others, so you can easily get into it. But then it has the twist and and the crazy characters and and, and the two get big guest stars. Yeah. So yeah, the the only thing that I didn't like about this episode was Joan's scarf. Oh, I know that scarf. <laughs> now that you say it, it was I'm just like... so big, and I was like, the scarf is eating her head. Yeah. You're you're a tiny petite woman. You don't not you not need a scarf that large. I know it's supposed to be New York, guys. I get it, but <laughs> this is ridiculous. No, that just was yes. That was that was the one thing that bugged me. That and the radio, mm-hmm. the, ra- the the collector's item radio that the janitor has. Collector's item. Well, I think that's it from us. We'll be back next time with more well, elementary. Oh, did you have more? I well, not anything show related, oh. but. Um, this is a little bit of real life news. Um, Johnny Lee Miller is doing a uh, a fundraising run for the idea of Sam Filippo syndrome, mm. and he has a crowdraise page where he is um, collecting donations. So tabs will will put that in the link for you um, if you are interested and you want to to donate. Um, and so there's that, and there's also the the foundation itself, which is called Jonah's Just Begun, and that's at jonahsjustbegun.org. You can find that. But th- this is a disease that strikes kids, and they really don't make it past their teen years. Oh. There's no one who gets this disease who really lives past their teenage years. So this is something that that is, uh, you know, ne- needs a bit of of uh, publication about it, yeah. and any sort of donations are are appreciated. And of course, if you want to do an ultra marathon, five fifty mile run as well, you can. I'm sure there's information that could get you into that. As <laughs> if, but if I'll, you I'll just to. sit here. And, <laughs> you, you can also just donate five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I donate five dollars. <laughs> we'll let, we'll let uh, everybody else run. Uh, but yeah, that's really cool. I love I love it when celebrities get behind charities. I mean, sometimes I know it's like for show, but still, it does good. Well, uh, well, it's the little charities, yeah. these these things that, are, that you've never heard yeah. of, that it's like, okay, they, they are really interested in something. And yeah. so, yeah, that's, I, I was so excited. I said, oh my God, Johnny Lee Miller just gets better and better and better. I mean, this episode, he was shirtless, so yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be back with more elementary. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you later. Bye. 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 Desert
Grr. Gah. Yay, me.